Hey, hey, what's going on, folks? Welcome back to the Graphic Design is Fun podcast. My name's Dan. Today we are chatting with Joseph Hillenbrand, a young designer who's making a name for himself in the world of logo and identity design. Joey works as a brand identity designer at the Sasha Group, while also a student at the University of Minnesota studying graphic design. Joey is the host of the Magic Wand podcast, where he has chatted with some big names in the logo design community. If you enjoy this podcast, I would definitely recommend checking it out. There will be a link in the description of the episode. Also, I've tried my best to leave a link to everything we mention, every designer, every agency, every website, uh, all in the show description. So if we mention something that you haven't heard of, you can easily go check it out. Uh, If you want to check out Joey's work, you can find his website at hillenbrand.xyz and his Instagram at hillenbranding pretty clever. He's a great guy and we had a great conversation, so I hope you enjoy. All right. Actually, wait, I'm curious. Do you go by Joseph or like Joey, Joe? Joey is fine. Joey's fine. Joey? Okay. Just not Joe. I'm not a fan of Joe. Why not? It's boring. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of, okay, that's fair. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, um, how you doing, Joey? I'm doing great, man. I'm happy to be here. It's been a good time lately, and I'm I'm glad to be on here and just feeling the love right now. Nice, nice. All right. So I got lots of questions for you, man. Um, we've uh, chatted, oh, brother. Well, no, <laughs> nothing here, <laughs> but um, I don't know. You're, you're you're an interesting guy, and 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 I like genuinely am curious in getting to to know you a little bit better. Uh, cause you're, you're, you're a young, young lad, only 21, right? Mm-hmm, that's right. Thank you though. Yeah, no, but I mean, you, you've got a ton of workout and good, like quality stuff that I feel like is somewhat impressed. I mean, I, I'm not that much older than you. I, I don't want to talk as if like you're some young, uh, kid. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? But it's, yeah, it's, yeah. Cool. it's, it's, it's impressive that, that you're, uh, that you're doing what you're doing. Um, so, so I, first, I just want to ask, uh, uh, about how you got started because if, if I am reading this right, you started studying political science and then you kind of switched over to graphic design. So what was it that interested you about graphic design? Well, I was, I, it's hard to say when I learned what graphic design was. I don't know if I have a specific point in time, but like you said, I was in politics, like from age 11 to my freshman year of college, I was dead set that that was what I was going to do with my life. And then, um, you know, before that and throughout that time, I'd always been a creative person and just making things gave me the most satisfaction out of anything. And there was like a hard day where I just realized that if I was going to keep doing political science, I wouldn't have that outlet for that creativity. There wouldn't just not there wouldn't be room for it in my life. So I kind of made a hard choice and uh, switched to graphic design after I just. I was actually what it was is that I was editing videos for fun and I wanted to learn what else I could do with this Adobe software that I was paying an arm and a leg for. So yeah, yeah, I picked up Illustrator and I just looked up, what do you even do with this? Cause like, I've always been a, a drawing person before like the design that I do now, which is very much modernist and little as possible in most cases, not always trying to get away from that actually. But I was 
very much into portraiture, like realistic portraiture. And sometimes I still do it, but not much. But anyways, I read the word illustrator and thought, okay, drawing, I could, I could try and make something out of this app, see what I can do with it. And then I learned what people actually do with it. And one of those things was make logos. And I thought, okay, well, I need to learn how to make this. And then I need to learn how to use this program here. So let's watch someone make a logo on here and just learn through a tutorial or something. And it was doing that kind of thing and watching this fella named Zimri Mayfield on YouTube. Oh, no back way. In the day. Zimri, <laughs> yeah. of course. Yeah, he's a cool guy. I'm actually... That's another topic. I won't get into it, but he's building a house right now. It's super cool to watch. Dude, but, I've been watching. I've been watching his his house videos. I'm, I'm upset. Yeah, same. But anyways, uh, that got me into it and learned about like, okay, this is a thing. This is an actual career, and I know that I would love this right away. And I was super into it. Like, I just started making really dumb ones <laughs> for fun, <laughs> and I was I got I got into it, and then of course. Once I like something, I really like something and I, I tend to get a tunnel vision towards it. So I sort of invested way too much time and energy into learning about this practice and what graphic design is and the philosophy of it. And once I sort of got a handle on that, I was confident that, okay, this is something that I want to do. And actually during the summer, after my first year of political science, during the summer, I got my first client and I did an app icon for this app and oh is this then, uh, Peter? yeah okay. how did you know that <laughs> well it's on your instagram yeah you're right it's way down there, way down there. <laughs> yeah and um man you did your homework <laughs> and uh i uh i realized i could make money from this and you know probably my girlfriend was like you should think about changing your major and i was like no 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 it's just a side thing i'm a political guy and then I realized that all those people were right and that I was putting so much energy energy into this. How much would I enjoy studying it and making a living from it? And, you know, over time, I made that decision. And then I transferred in the middle of the summer. I transferred actually in July, the last month before school starts. <laughs> I was the last person to get into the design major. They told me they didn't think there was any room. And then a week later, they're like, a spot opened up. You're wow. in. And it was fate. It was exactly. It was it was a wonderful time. And uh I've been thriving since then. We can get into that later, but that's that's how it happened. That's awesome. And you don't you don't miss the politics too much? Not at all. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, so like th this meter project, is that something that you look back on and you think like, oh, this was my first time being like I kind of know what I'm doing? Or do you look back at that and, and look at it as like I I really had no clue what I was doing. And <laughs> my real first project, like in, in your eyes, your real first project was later. I would still consider it my first project, but I absolutely had no idea what the hell I was doing out there. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, the way that I got that client was by some little sneaky tactics. I was uh, scouring a subreddit called Mac apps. And mm -hmm. every time that a developer would post about their app that they're building or coming up on. Sometimes they would do that there. I would just pounce on that and DM them <laughs> right. and ask them to like, hey, if you don't have an app icon, I, I'd love to design one. And I made like this little portfolio that was one PDF image, like one page with like six logos on it and my name and 
email in the corner. I thought that was a portfolio. I had no clue what was going on. <laughs> and uh, somehow one of them bit and that was meter. And, you know, I didn't know anything. I, I, I took 200 bucks for it. Um, I didn't know anything about contracts. It was just like, they put me in a discord group chat. <laughs> and that's how, that's how it all went down. And, you know, somehow it worked out. That's awesome. And so you're still in school studying graphic design. That's right. Yep. And I am entering my third year in the program. Nice. And how how many years is the program? Four. So, but it's actually my fourth year of college coming up. So I'll go an extra year, unfortunately. Okay. So this is interesting too, because you, you're working um, for, uh, what's it called? The Sasha group and also a full-time student. How do you find that balancing act? It can be tough. Um, Just right now, I'm in the summer, and I've worked at this agency for about a year and two and a half months now. And during the summer, it's balls to the wall, 40 hours a week, you know, making pretty good money um, for what I enjoy doing, which not everyone can say. But during school last year, I think we just cut my hours basically in half. And I, you know, they use Google Calendar. So I would just block out like where my classes are and find the time in between. So sometimes there was a challenge about like getting work done versus, um, you know, focusing on a project for my courses. But um, it works out pretty well. And I'm thankful that I have a really good team at work who um, support me and, and understand that school comes first. So there was any conflict they would be okay with me just saying sorry guys i gotta bite the bullet here but it's been good it's been really good and um i think it's manageable actually i i don't want to say that everyone would have the same experience but for me personally i found it to be really fulfilling to do coursework the funny thing is i'm doing the work to earn the degree that you need to get the job that I already have. Yeah. <laughs> so in some ways it feels like a little bit like uh I don't like if I dropped out of college right now, it would I would be okay. I'd actually have the job. The problem is that there's so many other jobs. Like I don't want to work there forever, I don't think. And who, you know, you need a degree in design. So degree is definitely my number one priority. The job is one and a half. Right, right. Do you, do you find, though, that you're still learning? Like, are you and your classmates, like, all kind of in this together? Or do you feel like you're sort of like, well, I, I already know what I'm doing. I already got a job. N- not in, like, an arrogant way, but just in sort of like, a, you're just going through the motions to get the degree, but you're not learning a whole lot at this point. I'll be honest. There are some, there were some and are some classes that I'm not particularly um learning the most every day, but there's still pockets of information in those classes that I don't know. And then I gain the experience of being around other young designers, which is extremely valuable to me um, because there are some people out there my age who are extremely talented and getting their opinions on things and seeing their work in real time is amazing. And of course, yeah, I learned something in every class, especially some like Last year, I took a web design course and learned how to the basics of how to do, you know, CSS, HTML, and that allowed me to build my new website. 
um, using cargo and then doing a bunch of code as well to supplement. And then of course, typography stuff like my typography classes, I, it's a treasure trove of learning every day in there. It's amazing. And I have like the coolest typography professor in the world. Um, if he's listening, his name is Bill Moran. He's a cool guy. And so, yeah, there's always stuff to learn, even in the classes. Like I have a course coming up called identity and symbols this semester, and that's what I do for a living. So I don't know how much I'm going to learn. However, I'm going to do my best to get the most out of it that I can. That that makes a lot of sense. I feel like it's, it's the kind of thing where if you put the effort in, um, there, there's always more to learn. You know, there's always more to learn from, from the people around you. Um, yeah. And, and I, and I never want to pretend like I know everything just cause I'm what, three years ahead of where I'm supposed to be. I can never learn. I mean, I'm not going to be that guy. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the right, right mindset. I feel like, wait, I'm curious though. I want to go back to, uh, you, you said you were starting to move a little way, uh, move away a little bit from modernism in your design, because you definitely have like a strong modernist style. What drew you to that in the first place? And and why do you want to branch out a little bit? Hmm. I would say what drew me to that in the first place? <clears throat> I don't know. It's, it's hard to pinpoint. Um, I guess a part of it is that I just have a soft spot for that kind of look. And then going even further, just learning about like the philosophy of modernism as it relates to graphic design. Um, less is more, you know, the impact, the visual impact of something is really an important part of it. And the lack of complication, the lack of clutter are things that are very important to me just in my life, not just in design. And so I always will prefer not prefer, that's not the right word, but I'll always have a great love for modernism. And when I say that I'm getting, I want to get away from a bit, excuse me, <clears throat> you can edit that out. <laughs> um, what I want to <laughs> get away from is the samey aspect of some things. I, I took a look at, you know, when I'm building my website, I'm looking at the marks that I want to showcase and by no means am I saying that modernist marks look the same, but I want to show personally that I can do more than just that. Yeah. So when I say I'm getting away from modernism, it doesn't mean I don't like it anymore. And there's certain times where I think it's the best for this certain situation here or there, but I want to show that I can do more organic looking things. I want to get more into custom typography, which I do have experience in, but it's not a common thing in comparison to some of the other kind of work that I do. Yeah, it makes sense. Makes sense. I feel like a lot of graphic designers kind of sort of struggle, I guess, with if you have a style that you're good at and that you like and that you're sort of known for, that, that can be a strength in a way. But on the other hand, like you were saying, like you want to be able to show that you are versatile, that it's not one uh, solution for every problem. That You know what I mean? Like if you come to you... Yeah looking for a logo, whatever it is, if it's uh, more um, kind of handcrafted, if it's more sort of like serious, you that, that, that you can do it all. I feel like that's like a, a tough balancing act for a lot of people. And some people just go like full on, no, this is my style. This is what you come to me for. And then some people kind of go the opposite mm -hmm. way of like, no, I, I can do it all. I can, you know, yeah. whatever's going to fit you best. And I think that working at an agency now 
And, you know, it's not like it is freelance where if I had only one style period and I was working freelance, I could probably make that work. Right. However, I'm working at a place where I don't pick the clients that we get. I don't, I'm introduced to who they are in a meeting and then it's go time. I don't get to pick and choose like I would freelance or have them just come to me. So the the needs of the many here are are not all modernism. For sure. Sometimes it is, like you said, handcrafted. You know, there's other ways of doing things. And so to insist to all of the people that come to the agency I work for that, hey, your logo has got to be modernist, man. Yeah, <laughs> there's yeah. There's no way. There's no way. It's not. It's just not going to be true. So I have to learn how to nourish those other schools of design within my own work. Totally. At your job, you work with uh, a couple other identity designers, and you guys will all work together on projects? Yeah. So, um, for example, we'll get a project, and our process is changing, and we're starting to refine that. But um, we'll get a project, and we'll all get briefed on it. We'll all talk about it a lot. And uh, when it comes to put pen to paper, it's just sort of like a no bad ideas phase. Everyone just get that shit on the paper and get it on your computer and just like crank it out and yeah if you love something bring it to the table and we'll talk about it and so it's very collaborative but um usually how it goes is that we'll all refine a concept let's say we presented three options because there's three of us it just makes sense that way um and we let's say we're all three on this one client which doesn't always happen but we all presented an identity to them and they chose one Let's say they chose my co-designer, co-worker, Andrew. Then he would sort of develop and refine that concept to present it again and basically finish it out if it gets selected. Usually that would that would mean that we're not really even working on it anymore. Uh, so that's kind of what we're trying to change because it is, should be more collaborative and it shouldn't all just fall on the shoulders of the person whose concept was picked. And so we're we're getting better at that and in a big way. And but yeah, that's generally how it works. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, I could see how that could be like the natural flow of things. Whoever's concept gets picked, they they end up having to sort of see the project through. But also, mm -hmm. you know, there's drawbacks to that. I mean, at that point you you lose the collaborative aspect and all the insights that, you know, can be gained from from having a team as opposed to one person. Yeah, yeah that's interesting. And when that person takes it through, it's not like, you know, okay, no one ever meets to talk about that project again. It's it's always being talked about and looked at. And, you know, I have a boss, so I just got my identity chosen a couple months ago. And the next month after that, built it out and delivered a brand book. It's actually the biggest identity I've ever done, but I cannot talk about it yet. Oh, NDAs, NDAs. <laughs> and uh, it was a lot of work, but... I was able to have them be involved in showing them what I was doing. I was still took a I still took a point to made a point to personally design all of this stuff. However, I did not do any of it without oversight, feedback, or other thoughts or ideas coming into play. And I would also delegate tasks like, for example, I had my boss um, find the Pantones for all of the twelve colors that this brand had and so that took him like a while because that's important and hard and he has pantone books also which gives him an advantage but 
stuff like that, for example, is how you can involve others, but also like getting their eyes on stuff. Like, what do you guys think about this? I'm not quite sure about, you know, this poster. Well, how about this and this and this? And, you know, we all work on it, but yeah. Do you find, um, like, what would you say is maybe the biggest thing you've taken away from working in this collaborative environment or like something you've learned from your, your two mm -hmm. co-designers? Yeah, it's hard to say specifically, but I know looking back to before I started working there, I had never worked on a design team of any kind aside from like high school. We have to make a PowerPoint. Right. <laughs> so, so like getting the inside scoop on like how do others approach the same problems as me and seeing that in front of my face and, you know, meeting with all sorts of people that are super talented at something that I don't understand, like strategy people, air are a different breed. Um, copywriters, I have come to love copywriters. Without this experience, I don't, I wouldn't understand how these different professionals can work together to create one thing and how much time and work it actually takes for a group to make something. It does take longer for a group to make something than one person. Most of the time, that sounds like a bad thing, but it's actually, I think, a good thing because with those other eyes, you're even more confident at what you're making looks better and works longer than the thing you made by yourself. Fascinating. Well said. That's that's really interesting. All right. Let, let, let me switch gears here. Uh, how did that feel when you got featured in Brand New a while back? Oh, man, that was still makes me smile um it's huge for me man um brand new when i first going back to when i first told you i was like tunneling tunnel vision on design yeah my process of doing that while i was still studying political science was reading that i started reading that every day and i still do that i don't necessarily read every article every day but i read i look at it every day and read the ones that i want to read and if I'm bored, I go back and read the rest. <laughs> but <laughs> it's a huge thing to me. I mean, like reading that magazine and reading Armin's reviewing and understanding, okay, this is what people think of as bad. This is what people think of as good. And seeing that distinction being made twice a day, every day for like two years. And then making something good enough to be put on that website is pretty wild. Because that was basically my design school before I got to design school. Right. And then um, I got the chance for my own podcast to interview Armin myself. And that was also super surreal and super cool. And yeah, it's it's great. And speaking of brand new, October 3rd and 4th is the brand new conference in Austin, Texas. And I'm going to be down there oh. as a volunteer. Oh, sick. Yeah, so, you know, I got um, the hookup from Armin and Bryony, and I'm actually going to meet some of my coworkers from New York that I have never met, so oh, it's going to be an awesome time. Man, that's sweet. I'm jealous, man. I, I The last guy I was talking to was, was talking about these design conferences. I'm, I'm so jealous. I mean, I, I could make it down, but, like, I'm in Canada. It's so so far away for me to go to. Oh, man, that is far, yeah. Yeah, but that's that's sweet. But, no, yeah, your um your episode with Armin was great. I, I listened to it. And I really enjoyed it. Hey, thank and, you. And and it is cool because I mean, I'm more or less in the in the same boat where like 
reading brand new is pretty much how I start most of my days. And it's had a huge impact on me as well. Like seeing j- just the volume of projects that you, that you get exposed to, it just um, shapes how you see and how you think about design. Yeah. Volume is a great word for it too. Yeah. Because it's like you can go without that site and it's still hard to understand how many of these projects take place. Like that website is like a constant reminder that there is always more work to do. <laughs> That's true too. Yeah. It is, it is actually surprising in a way um, that he, he, that, that you don't run out, that Armin doesn't run out of uh, stuff to write about. Like there's constant <laughs> big, big projects being put out every single day. I know. Yeah, I it know, is it's kind, crazy. Of, kind of surprising. Yeah. And another thing I love about it is you just find designers and design agencies that you wouldn't have known about otherwise. Like I I have a bookmark folder that's just like designers and and agencies. And like so many of them I found through brand new um, either because like they're not really on Instagram too much or, or whatever. And so just that alone makes it a great resource for just finding other like super talented people. And then you can like dive through their portfolios and like learn from them. Yeah. Totally. Like it's a rabbit hole that, you know, once you go down, you know, coming back. Yeah. <laughs> There's no coming back. Um, <laughs> so, so speaking of, of magic wand, what was the reason that you wanted to start the, the podcast? <laughs> Maybe that sounds weird, but like, you know, um, what, uh, I don't know what inspired you to start the podcast. No, your question was good. Your question was fine. I was just laughing because I don't exactly know. Oh, okay. I just wanted to do it. Um, no, I can go into that more. Um, I had been using Instagram since I started doing this whole design thing to one post work, but also engage with others work, find people whose work I liked and, you know, become acquaintances and friends with them much like yourself. And so through that, I was able to meet some really dope people um, and learn from them, ask them questions personally. And so when I was, I'm a big podcast guy. I don't know, big podcast guy, but I'd like to listen to a podcast on occasion. Um, Something like a long drive or doing the dishes. Perfect opportunity for me to do that. And I was looking on, you know, my podcast player of choice and I'm looking for design podcasts and I'm just not seeing what I want. (laughs) I'm just not. Um, There's, you know, brand new podcasts, which is great uh, if you have the access to it, but that's rare and it's good, but it's not, it's a great podcast, but I wanted more than that too. So Mm -hmm. I was like thinking about this for probably a year and a half, just fantasizing about like, oh, what if I was to get Draplin on a podcast? That would look so cool. What if I could get, you know, this person or this person and just like talk with them? The more I thought about it, the more I just realized it, eh, I'll probably never do it, but it would be cool. Like, look at all the connections I've made. I could have some cool guests on. And of course, like many things, uh i talked with my girlfriend about it and eventually she was just like why don't you just do this already (laughs) and so i was like "Mm, maybe but of course i did uh so shout out to sam if she's listening she really uh has given you some good advice over the years yeah true it's true um but you know one day i started it i just decided one day and then within 24 hours i had the trailer up And I had the cover designed and I had, you know, a link tree and all this stuff. And then I put that all up and I just sat back and leaned back and went, 
well, now I got to get a guest on this. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a lot more work. And, you know, but, you know, pushing myself to actually just make the thing, do the thing. It's one of my favorite phrases, do the thing. And, you know, I did the thing. I just did it. And then it just found my way from there. And I'm still trying to make it work uh, with my schedule when I can. But it's been really fun. And it's one of those things that I thought about too much and decided to just dive in and figure it out on my own. Yeah, I love that. I, I I love the story, and and I definitely agree with the philosophy of like just do the thing. If it, if it's something that you're thinking about all the time, uh, you should definitely just do it. And if it's a yeah. huge failure, uh, you'll at least be glad you you tried. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So um, you you were talking about you know you you want to get this degree. You 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 probably won't work at Sasha Group for for the rest of your life. Where do you see the future going for for old Joey Hillenbrand? um well i don't have any reason besides the fact that you know designers tend to move around i can't say like i want to leave my job because of this and i want to go work at this place necessarily but there's just a point where designers want to move around and and experience new things there's going to be a certain point where i feel like not that i've necessarily grown beyond where i work now because i love it i learn something every day and i work with people that i truly appreciate um but sometimes you switch it up. And so I can see myself doing that at some point um, down the line. Um, eventually down the road, after I'd worked at certain places, I would want to start my own for sure. Yeah. I think so anyway. I don't know. That's harder than it sounds. But yeah, I've always wanted to start my own studio and hire people that I like. Maybe like a few. Keep it small. Um, hopefully local to where I'm living. And just make cool shit that I don't have to get approval from others who <laughs> don't know what they're doing. <laughs> what, uh, you, you got any like hobbies or like, what, what do you do when you're not designing? I'm curious. Oh man. Oh man. Um, I'm a huge movie fan. Huge. Oh, interesting. Um, huge movie guy. I watch, uh, I keep track of every movie that I watch. Oh, yeah. Um, I rate every movie that I watched for the past two and a half years. Let's see. I'm a little low this year, but I log them all. This year so far, I've seen 131 movies. Last year. That's actually a lot. (laughs) Last year, 2021, I had 173. And 2020, I had 218. That was a little pandemic assistance there. Right. Staying inside. But no, I'm a big movie guy. I have a huge love for film. In fact, I wanted, before I ever knew about graphic design, when I was thinking about wanting to be more creative, one of the things I thought about was transferring to film school. Mm -hmm. I'd taken some film classes because I love that. Um, But design was the way forward for me, much more stable of a career. So like earlier you were saying you were using premiere pro you were doing some video editing and then eventually you wanted to see like what does adobe illustrator do so was that video editing anything like was that like you making short films or is that just like messing around (laughs) it was a little of both mostly messing around (laughs) um for example you know i took 30 minutes one time and made a video about uh there's a part of the polar express where the train sliding across the ice and the dude's on top and he does a motion 
<laughs> keep in mind it was like 2017 when i made this video but he does a motion that looks like he's dabbing perfectly okay. so i made a video where like tokyo drift music is playing and it pauses on that and then music and lights happen and that took 30 minutes and got 10,000 views in like <laughs> a day so it was mostly just screwing around stuff like that uh okay. i didn't have any you know films to edit of my own but i was big into screenwriting at the time also very very big into screenwriting and i had some scripts working on but uh, you know neither here nor there interesting interesting you were too busy making dank memes <laughs> exactly <laughs> pretty much yeah <laughs> don't give me too much credit <laughs> nice dude well i uh i really appreciate you chatting with me um where can people find you Oh, man, uh, you can find me on Instagram. My name is Joseph Hillenbrand, and my Instagram is at Hillenbranding. Um, no, it wasn't my idea. Which, yeah, what what a wonderful coincidence there. Or maybe <laughs> not a coincidence, who knows. But Maybe not. Maybe Hillenbrand. I know, it's pretty wild, isn't it? Um, but then uh, Twitter, I think I'm. my name is, I don't know. You can find me on Instagram and Go to my website from there and find me everywhere else. My portfolio is at hillenbrand.xyz if you would like to take a more in-depth look at some of the stuff I do. But Instagram is definitely the best way to keep up with what I like to do. All right. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, man. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate your thoughtful and interesting unexpected questions. And uh, Were they unexpected? very excited. Were they unexpected? Some of them. Really? Like what? Yes. <laughs> just i don't i can't think of any off the top of my head but when i listen back i'll let you know just things that are that i sort of want to bring into the way that i interview people now i thought you did a great job so much oh, appreciated wow. wow that's a huge compliment i really appreciate that no problem man thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of the graphic design is fun podcast if you enjoyed today's episode please feel free to leave us a five-star review on apple podcasts or spotify and we'll see you next time.